Translation and purport by His Divine Grace, Srila Prabhupada Ki. Thereafter, Lord Shiva, who is dedicated to auspicious benevolent work for humanity, compassionately took the whole quantity of poison in his palm and drank it. Purport. Although there was such a great quantity of poison that it spread all over the universe. That's a lot of poison. Lord Shiva had such great power that he reduced the poison to a small quantity so that he could hold it in his palm. One should not try to imitate Lord Shiva. He'd be in big trouble. Lord Shiva can do whatever he likes, but those who try to imitate Lord Shiva by smoking ganja and other poisonous things will certainly be killed because of such activities. O Magyana Timarandasya Gyananjana Sadakaya Chakshurum Militam Jena Tasmai Sri Garavena Maha Mukham Kotavachalang Bangunlang Hayate Gurim Yat Kripataraham Bande Sri Gurum Dinataranam Vanchakapa Tribhyascha Kripa Sindhu Vyevacha Patitanam Bhavanavyo Vaisnavavyo Namo Jaya Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Giradhar Shri Vasari Gaur Bhaktivedanta Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Ram Hare Ram 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 Hare Hare There's a word in here Kripayata Engaged in benevolent activities So this is the nature of a pure devotee. Lord Shiva is uh, one of the Mahajans. Svayam Bornarda Shambhu Kumara Kapila Manu. So he's one of the great Vaishnavas. Vaishnavanam Yatha Shambhu. So he's very merciful. In the U.S. they have a saying that if someone's very expert at something, like sports or business, they'll say, oh yeah, that's my middle name. Yeah. So this is like the, the middle name of a devotee, a pure devotee, compassion. And it's mentioned by the uh, personified Vedas that there's so many qualities of Krishna, unlimited qualities of Krishna. It's described that the that Anantashesha is, is always describing the qualities, the, the wonderful qualities of Krishna, but there's one quality that stands out amongst all the other qualities, and that is compassion, the compassion of Krishna. So Krishna is very compassionate, and therefore he comes himself, and he sends his devotees, and in so many ways he's trying to help the conditioned souls. And, of course, the latest incarnation of Krishna is Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Namo Mahavaranyaya Krishna Prema Padayate. He is the most munificent of all the incarnations of Krishna because he's freely given out the love of Krishna. Krishna, he made some conditions. This should not be heard by those who are not devoted or who are not austere. So, uh, but Lord Chaitanya, he just let the mercy flow. 
He was going all over uh, South India. And he was giving the holy name. He was giving the opportunity to, uh, to attain this love for Krishna. And imagine seeing Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu seven feet high, golden complexion. Very uh, amazing. So and he would go and he would chant the holy name and whoever would see him would be amazed upon uh, getting this darshan of this amazing incarnation of Krishna. And they would become completely Krishnaized by the association of Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And then they would go back to their village and just by seeing them, you know, immersed in love of God, they would also become devotees. So this is just going on all over by the mercy of Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So why is it that Lord Chaitanya, this particular incarnation of Krishna, is so merciful? Because it's not just Krishna. It's Krishna and Radharani. That's right, Radha Krishna. Sri Krishna Chaitanya, Radha Krishna, Nahi Anya. This is the combined form of Krishna and Srimati Radharani. And Srimati Radharani, she is known as the tender-hearted counterpart of Krishna. The tender-hearted counterpart of Krishna. She is the most compassionate. So when Radharani goes with Krishna as a special incarnation, so much mercy is being distributed. So, And it's still going. This mercy is still flowing all over. When Srila Prabhupada went to South America, he saw that Gornitai are there. And then he went to Miami, Gornitai are there. And then he went to Atlanta, and again, Gornitai are there. And Prabhupada, even he was given this class in, in Atlanta, he was just amazed about the mercy of Gornitai, and he became choked up. Paramakarana Bahudvijana, the supreme, the most merciful incarnation of Krishna. So, very, very merciful. So, uh, devotees of the Lord, they always want to do things that are pleasing to this merciful Lord. So, Lord Shiva, also, he wanted to do this activity to please Krishna. And there's so many benevolent activities that are going on in our society, society also, such as we're uh, doing Harinam, we're distributing the holy name of Krishna, we're distributing prasadam, we're distributing books. So this movement, Srila Prabhupada said, it's, an, it's another incarnation of Krishna. Because the mercy is being distributed. Brahmarpanam brahmahavir brahmagna brahmanahutam brahmayavatena gantavir brahmakarma samadhina That one who is engaged in Krishna consciousness is sure to attain the spiritual kingdom because of his full contribution to spiritual activities in which that which is consumed is absolute and that which is given is also absolute. So whatever we're accepting 
It's only in relation to Krishna. Yeah, just like there's so many books, there's millions of books you know, on this planet. Most of it is uh, binding the living entity to this material world. But we have Krishna books. We have these transcendental literatures. So devotees, we don't read any other books. We only want to read books that are in relation to Krishna. And by reading these books, we become purified. Srila Prabhupada said that we can read the Srimad Bhagavatam and the Bhagavad Gita thousands of times. And each time we uh, read these books, we'll get new insight in the subject matter. So even if, if a book is a bestseller, you know, after a few months it becomes history. Very rarely does one year after year become popular. But here we have the Bhagavad Gita written 5,000 years ago and still it's read all over the world, translated into all the different languages of the world, the Srimad Bhagavatam. So, why? Because this, these books, they purify. The other books, they don't purify. But these books purify. Yeah. By Seshika Prabhu, he has a program, you might, you might have heard of it, called the Chad. Chapter a day. <laughs> he reads a chapter a day of the Bhagavad Gita. So I asked him, Vaisheshka Prabhu, how long have you been doing this Chad program? He said, uh, 40 years. <laughs> Every day. And look at the, uh, the result. Judged by the result, right? Such a powerful personality. So if we absorb our mind in reading Srila Prabhupada's books, then uh, we get a wonderful result. Uh, we get purified. Uh, and of course, chanting the holy name. Kalar Doshnid He Rajan Asti Heko Mahatyan Kirtana Deva Krishna Shyamukta Sangha Samaj Paramvajan. So, uh, in this age of Kali, there's so many faults. Wherever you go, there's faults. There's no good government on the whole planet, unfortunately. Yeah, there's so much cheating going on. Unfortunately, I just had, had an experience of, of one person who was, uh, he joined our movement, and he's still within our society, but he was, he was not a Prabhupada disciple. But he was posing at, at different temples that he is a Prabhupada disciple. <laughs> and as soon as you're a Prabhupada disciple, then so much respect, you know, Mahaprasadam, you know. <laughs> so, material world, you know, Kali Yuga. Yeah. So, uh, I was speaking to one student at a university about this, the uh, nature of this world. You know, everyone's the, the tendency has to, to cheat. Imperfect senses, tendency to be an illusion, uh, to make mistakes. So I was explaining this to one student. He said, oh yeah, I can appreciate that. I was just reading in a newspaper of this one doctor, psychiatrist. He was treating one patient and this patient had uh, many different split personalities, about 20 different split personalities. If 
you can imagine that. <laughs> so this patient happened to be very, very wealthy. So this doctor had a brilliant idea of charging each of the different split personalities. <laughs> so one of these split personalities had enough intelligence to understand, wait a second, something's not right here. <laughs> So he took him to court and the, and the judge was just completely amazed. He took away his license and he, he spent time in jail because he's just such a cheater, yes? <laughs> such cheaters. So wherever you go, there's, there's cheating in the material world. So uh, one Prabhupada disciple I was speaking to, he, he said, you know, I went to so many different gurus before I met Prabhupada. But they were all cheating. But when I met Prabhupada, I knew, here is someone that's not going to cheat me. And certainly that is Srila Prabhupada. He only wanted to give Krishna to others, to help others. He had this, uh, this kripa. He had this compassion for all living entities. Uh, so we're very fortunate, of course, to be under the shelter of Srila Prabhupada. His only interest was in pleasing Krishna. This is his only interest. There was one instance was where he was in Mexico and he had been preaching all day long. And one devotee, the temple president, came to him and said, Prabhupada, I know you've been doing so much preaching today, but we have a special program today. It's at midnight. And Prabhupada was like, Phew. well, how many people will hear? It's a radio program. Dodi said, Prabhupada, this is the most popular radio program in all of Mexico. There'll be 20 million people listening. And Prabhupada said, no problem, let's go. <laughs> and he just, he didn't even eat very much that day. Just some little milk and a, and a puri. It's just amazing. You know? Prabhupada just went out of his way to to save the conditioned souls. So, this is how to please Krishna, to glorify Krishna. And Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur, he said, one should not try to see God, but one should act in such a way that God wants to see you. Yeah? This is the actual way to, to live our life. Yeah? But then we have the atheists they demand, oh, if there's a God, then, then show yourself. You know. Prove it. You know. So foolish. You know. They're demanding from someone superior to show himself. You know. Now you can do that to inferior things. Like if you want to manipulate some something, you can put it in a, under a microscope, you know, some germ or something. Something inferior. The father, he can manipulate his son. But if you want to understand something superior to you, then you have to submit. And just like if you wanted to complain to the Prime Minister of, of England that, you know, things are not right here, you know, you, you, you know, something should be done here, and we're Brahmanas, you should listen to us, we'll give you proper guidance. You know, how far are you going to get? You know, to go demand to speak to the prime minister. And this is just a little, you know, you know teeny-weeny prime minister. He's nothing, you know. But try speaking to him. 
just try to get 30 seconds of time speaking to the prime minister. <laughs> no way. <laughs> Go knock on the door. Where, where is the place where the prime minister lives? What do they call that? Yeah, yeah. So you go and knock on the door. I'd like to speak to the prime minister. We got a problem here in, in, in England, and, and I want to talk to him about rectifying this problem. What are they going to do? And the guards are going to take you and you throw you out in the street. <laughs> Who are you? Right? So what to speak of God? Demand to see God. But, if, but one can see God, but you have to submit. You have to really submit, you know? I mean, you could speak to the prime minister. You have to go through all the, you know, jump through many loops to, if you want to see the prime minister, and even then probably you won't. But to see God, you have to really, really submit. Yeah. And then maybe you'll get the causeless mercy. Like this word, causeless. I was reading this word so many times, in Prabhupada's books. But we know, Sarvakarnakaram, Krishna, he is the cause of all causes. So why is this word there so much uh, in Prabhupada's books? So I was asking many devotees about this, you know, Krishna is the cause of all causes. Why is this word there? I looked up 2,700 times in the database, you'll find this word, causeless. So, uh, I wasn't real satisfied until I spoke to one devotee, Dravida Prabhu. He's uh, one of the main editors of Srila Prabhupada's books. So I asked him about this. So he quoted a verse uh, that goes, I, I don't remember the Sanskrit now, but it means that Krishna, he cannot be attained by a vast scholarship, by giving erudite discourses on the Bhagavatam or any other scripture, or even by much hearing. But he can be attained only by those persons whom he chooses. Interesting statement there. He's Svaratz. He's completely independent. He doesn't have to do anything. It's like I remember in the in the early days, there was two devotees. They wanted to attain. They wanted they wanted to be pure devotees in six months. So they were doing everything very pukka, you know, getting up early, chanting their rounds, you know, going everything, everything just very clean, going on book distribution, hurrying on, just doing all out endeavor to be pure devotees in six months. Well, it didn't work. <laughs> they tried. I don't even know where they are now, unfortunately. I haven't seen them. Maybe they're still. Uh, but this is. So we can't force our way into the kingdom of God. He'll reveal himself. That he cannot be attained by uh, uh, pious activities for many millions of years. He can only be attained by those persons whom he's pleased with. He reveals himself. 
to such a person. Yeah. We have to please Krishna. So he gives hint on, on how or who he reveals himself to. Tesam saraktyutanam bhajitam pritipurvakam dadami yogam tam to those who are constantly devoted to me and worshipping with love, I give them the understanding by which they can come to me. So he gives hint here. If we're constantly engaged in devotional service, he's very pleased and he reveals himself more and more. I'll tell you an interesting story in this regard. I don't know if I've told you this before, but uh, interesting for those of you that are new here, if you haven't heard it. In Gainesville, Florida, we have a very nice preaching center. And we also have a very big university there. Not ours, unfortunately. <laughs> 50,000 students are there. It's big. U of F, University of Florida. So this preaching center is right next to the university. And this period I'm telling you about is back when Reagan was trying to be president. So this... Uh, as you know, many people, they campaign for people that they're voting for and that they're in favor of. So devotees were having a, a very fired up Harinam, about 25 devotees on the corner of where the university is. Fired up, you know, jumping up and down, fired up Kirtan. So one person who was voting for Reagan and campaigning for him, he saw the devotees all fired up, Utsaha. So he pulled over, he said, wow, these guys are really fired up. So he pulled over his vehicle, and he got his sign, vote for Reagan, and he jumped right in the middle of the Harinam, and he was jumping up and down with the sign, yeah. vote for Reagan. So people were driving by, oh, I didn't know the Hare Christians are voting for Reagan. <laughs> so uh, devotees were encouraging him, yeah, chant Hare Krishna, get mercy. So then one newspaper reporter, he drove by and he saw, he saw this also. And he said, oh, look at that. The Hare Krishnas, they're voting for Reagan. This is a good story. So he pulled over his vehicle, got his big camera out, took a picture. The next day, it's the front page picture in the newspaper. <laughs> Vote for Reagan with the Hare Krishnas there. Actually, that picture won the picture of the year in Florida. It was such a, a great picture. <laughs> So, two days later, Reagan became the president. Right? Krishna's mercy, right? <laughs> so then, a few days later, somehow, someone found this picture, this newspaper clip, and they put it on his desk. The presidential desk. And when he went there, he saw that picture. Wow, look at that. This guy is pretty fired up. So believe it or not, he told his secret serviceman, go down to Gainesville, find this guy. I want to have lunch with him in three days. So his secret serviceman flew down. Somehow they found the guy. They flew him up, and the guy had lunch with the President of the United States. I mean, it's not easy to, you know, to have lunch with the President of the United States. It may have been, been even easier to have lunch with the Prime Minister here. You know, I don't know. <laughs> but it's not easy. But... He pleased the president. So he got the causeless mercy. <laughs> so similarly, if we please Krishna, 
if we glorify Krishna, if we campaign for Krishna, <laughs> if we glorify Krishna, then he'll also be pleased with us. We distribute books, we go out on Harinam, we distribute prasadam. There's so many ways that, are, that we can please. These are the ways that please Krishna the most. So we go out, the outreach, reaching out to bring people back to Krishna. So if we do this, we'll, Prabhupada said, we'll get the favorable glance, we'll get the smile of Krishna. And he'll invite us also back to Godhead and we can have lunch with Krishna. Better having lunch with Krishna than the president, yeah. <laughs> Unmentionable things they're eating. <laughs> Imagine the prasadam in the spiritual world. Incredible. So we can go back to Godhead. We can go to the spiritual world if we if we act in a way that is very pleasing to Krishna. So there's one word in here in the forty second verse. Therefore, or thereafter, Lord Shiva, who was dedicated to auspicious benevolent work for humanity, compassionately took the whole quantity of poison in his palm and drank it. So this, so I was thinking about this word, uh, dedicated. Also in the Bhagavad Gita, Krishna, he uses this, this word. He says, a faithful man who is dedicated to transcendental knowledge and who subdues his senses is eligible to achieve such knowledge, and having achieved it, he quickly attains the supreme spiritual peace. So I was thinking, what does this mean to be dedicated to transcendental knowledge? So what do you think? What would that mean, dedicated to transcendental knowledge? Hmm? To follow the knowledge. That's one way to be dedicated. Yeah, very good. Is that what you were going to say too? No doubt. To have full faith in that knowledge. That's dedicated. Yeah, very good. Mm. To distribute. Yes, thank you. <laughs> to distribute. You have such faith in the knowledge that you want to distribute it to others. Yes, very good. Anything else? Yes. You're, dedicated, you're so dedicated that you understand that the material nature is inferior? Well, that's faith, yeah. Yeah. Also that you want uh, you're so dedicated to it that you want others to learn about it. Yeah, that's also distribution. You want others, just like there's one, this one Mataji, uh, Daivi Shakti, some of you may know. She's an amazing lady. She, uh, she's been distributing books for 40 years. And when she first got a book, she was so impressed with the knowledge 
that she received, that she was just thinking, how can I get this out to the people? She was already you know, compassionate without having to to hear about the about how auspicious it is to be compassionate and give Krishna to others. She had never met a devotee, but she was thinking, how can I get this knowledge out to the people? Because she was just completely amazed. One rule is, if your cell phone goes off during class, then you have to go out and sell a Bhagavad Gita. <laughs> so you're a fortunate soul. <laughs> so she was so impressed and then she met the devotees, and she went to the temple, and she heard about book distribution. And she said, oh, this is how to get the knowledge out. And so as soon as she heard about book distribution, she became a book distributor. And she never stopped. Very, very dedicated. Ah, there's another one. <laughs> so if you have cell phones, please turn them off. So, so dedicated to... Uh, okay, that means you got to distribute two books to now. <laughs> so, this is a, a wonderful example. And Srila Prabhupada, of course, also amazing. Jaya Shishirata Gokulananda. Sitaram Lakshman Hanuman. So, Srila Prabhupada, also amazing such dedication to transcendental knowledge, to getting this knowledge out to the people. He was, uh, he was ready to give his life. And practically he did. When he was in New Delhi, he was distributing books in the heat of the summer. Many of you probably know how hot it is in Delhi in the summer and gets above 40, Prabhupada collapsed, heat stroke, and people just thought he was a bum, drunk. They just were walking by him. Welcome to New Delhi. Right? <laughs> so then someone recognized him, they picked him up and he took him to the doctor. So Prabhupada, you know, he was ready to give his life. Two heart attacks coming across, the, going across the Atlantic. So very dedicated and what did he have in the boat? How many books? Anybody know? How many books he took with him? Two trunks. 600 books. 200 sets of the three volume of the Bhagavatam. So he had confidence. He had the books. So he had confidence. Everything will be okay. And he had faith in the holy name in that wonderful prayer that he wrote on the Jaladutta in Boston. He said that, uh, I have no devotion, I have no qualification, but I have great faith in the holy name of Krishna. So he was very dedicated to giving this knowledge out, to uh, getting the holy name out to the people, so, uh, we have a wonderful example in uh, Srila Prabhupada, in so many uh, devotees 
So we have this uh, opportunity to also advance in Krishna consciousness. And this compassion that, that Lord Nityananda has and this compassion that Srila Prabhupada, all Vaishnavas have, it's very much there in Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And there's a song, actually, I wanted to to read. This is a very nice song in relation to today's class. And this is actually a song that we used to chant every day in Miami Temple when I joined. It's such a nice song. Udilo Aruna. Very beautiful. So I wanted to to read that translation, maybe speak a little bit about it. When the eastern horizon became tinged with the redness that heralds the rising of the sun, the jewel amongst the brahmanas, Lord Gurusundar, immediately awakened. Taking his devotees with him, he journeyed through the towns and villages of Nadia. The Murdangas resounded, Tatai, Tatai, and the cartels in that kirtan played in time. Lord Gauranga's golden form slightly trembled in ecstatic love of Godhead, and his footbells jingled. Lord Chaitanya called out to the townsfolk, You spend your nights uselessly sleeping and your days decorating your bodies. Now just fill your mouths with the holy names Mukunda, Madhava, Yadava, and Hari. When, we would, when the president would say that part, all the devotees in the temple, they would, re- they would sing it together. Mukunda, Madhava, Yadava, and Hari. So nice. <laughs> Chanting without offense. You have achieved this rare human body. Don't you care for this gift? If you do not worship the darling of Mother Yasoda now, then great sorrow awaits you at the time of your death. With every rising and setting of the sun, a day passes and is lost. Why then do you remain idle and not serve the Lord of the heart? You should understand this essential fact. Life is temporary and filled with various kinds of miseries. Therefore, carefully take shelter of the holy name and remain always engaged in his service as your eternal occupation. Desiring to bless all living entities, the sweet name of Krishna has descended to this material universe and shines like the sun in the sky of the heart, destroying the darkness of ignorance. Drink the pure nectar of the holy name of Krishna and thus satisfy the soul of Takor Bhaktivinoda. There is nothing except the holy name within all the 14 worlds. Srila Bhaktivinoda Ki Jai, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu Ki Jai. It's very beautiful, huh? So this human form of life, it's a great gift by which we can understand how to get out of this material world. Uh, that's three now. <laughs> He's getting special mercy. <laughs> In the Srimad Bhagavatam, it stated, Nirdeham adyang sulabang sadurlabam plavam sukapam guru haram. That this human form of life, it's considered to be like a boat by which we can cross over this vast ocean of material existence. And the 
favorable winds that will take the boat across is the Vedic literatures. And the captain of this boat is the spiritual master. So anybody who has this is very, very fortunate. And if one doesn't utilize this human form of life to engage in devotional service, to cross over this ocean of material existence, is very, very unfortunate. So while we're trying to cross over this ocean, we have to be very careful. Because pirates may try to come on. Actually, there's already pirates on the boat, unfortunately. Kamarinam katina katina palita dorni desas tesam jata mai nukurunana trapano pushanti. Rupa Goswami, he says, For so long I've been the humble, menial servant of many bad masters. Pirates. And what are those? Lust, anger, greed, envy, illusion, madness. I've never been ashamed of serving these masters, nor have I wanted to give up serving them, nor have they shown me any mercy. But now, my dear Lord Krishna, you've given me transcendental intelligence. And I no longer want to serve these bad masters. Now I just want to serve your lotus feet. So, everyone is thinking that by serving these material desires, I'll be satisfied. But actually, we become more and more bewildered. So this process of Krishna consciousness is to, is to give up serving these masters, to throw these pirates off the ship. And then we'll be satisfied. We're not going to be satisfied by uh, satisfying these material desires. An intelligent person does not take part in the sources of misery which is due to contact material senses. Such pleasures, they have a beginning and an end. And a wise person does not take pleasure in them. So this is an ecstatic verse explaining the nature of this world. It's all temporary. Everybody wants pleasure. Does anybody want temporary pleasure? Nobody wants temporary pleasure. Does anybody want pleasure that's going to come to a certain level and then decrease? No. But there's a statement, Hlada Tapakari, which means whatever we try to enjoy in this world, that very thing that we try to enjoy will be a cause of suffering. That's pleasure in the material world. <laughs> so it's not a nice place. But if someone wants eternal pleasure, which is ever increasing, that's only in anandam bodhivarnam, in this the pleasure of devotional service, which is ever increasing. This is the nature of real pleasure, divine pleasure. You see, the Prabhupada says in one purport that the pure devotee does not have a material body because of his being uh, surcharged with the identical interest of Krishna.
So this is why the pure devotee is experiencing so much pleasure, because he's surcharged with the identical interest of Krishna. He only wants to please Krishna. And the more we connect to Krishna, the more we connect to the pure devotee, we also become, we become surcharged yeah, with this desire to please Krishna and to help others also uh, get this knowledge. So this is the pleasure of the soul, to be surcharged with the desire of Krishna. Prabhupada, in one purport, he calls this is Dravyadvaita. Dravyadvaita. There's, there's Advaita, there's Achincha Beta Beta Tattva, there's Dravyadvaita. Interesting. He says, this is the pure devotee who has no desire other than to serve Krishna. The same desire as Krishna. And then Prabhupada says that, that as one advances in Krishna consciousness in this way, his mind becomes the mind of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Amazing statement there. The mind of a pure devotee is like the mind of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. It's completely you know, focused in the same direction, same thought, same desire. So this is the goal. Now we're going back and forth. We're, you know, sometimes we're serving our senses and sometimes we're serving the senses of Krishna. But the more we continue engaged in devotional service, the more we go towards this just serving the senses of Krishna. Iha yasya harer dashi karmana. Was it karmana? Yes. That pure devotional service or devotional service means to engage our senses in the service of the master of the senses. And this is liberation. So we have to somehow learn how to engage all our senses in the service of Krishna. On that note, is there any question or comment? <laughs>